Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Woodburn Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast that thinks Darren Moore should be made Prime Minister, President, whatever the hell he wants to be. Uh, I am Graham Brown and I'm joining my two colleagues today, Joe Chapman and Kieran Duda. Uh, Kieran, Hi, let's hear that voice. <laughs> Hi Graham, how are you? Kieran emphatically does not have a voice, which makes him just the ideal person to bring out on a podcast. Uh, Joe, how are you? Um, I'm, well, I'm a little bit better than Kieran anyway. But yeah, I'm, uh, we've had a we've had a we've had a a very very positive weekend, which is extremely rare these days. So uh, yeah, reveling in that. So yeah, I mean, today is going to be about uh, we're all going to bring our list of five players that the Albion must keep across the summer. But it would be remiss, given that you know we only win one game every century, for us not to um, take a look back at uh, Darren Moore's historic victory at Old Trafford. Go on, Kieran, talk us through. How did you find it? To be honest, I saw the when I first saw the lineup, I was a bit disappointed. I thought, well, we must be missing something because he's not taking a chance on youngsters like we expected him to yeah. once he took over. But I just think there's the, even the shape, the way they they defended in numbers and then attacked in numbers. It just looked like they looked like a team for the first time in well this season, really. Well, yeah, until the first yeah. two games, isn't it? so. I think I it's easy think to leap to that, but I thought the same. They did, yeah. they did, they just seem to be a kind of togetherness. They played as a, an actual squad. And, and I think the way they, you could tell that from the way they celebrated, and I suppose you're always going to yeah. celebrate a goal or whatever. I mean, it was just, it was almost felt like a kind of a massive, like explosion of relief. And I think we've all heard stories of, uh, of, of players and people on the periphery of the squad that weren't particularly impressed with the um, Pardew and Carver era. Uh, and, and we're hearing more kind of positive noises, don't we, Joe? Yeah, well, James McLean, in the, in the aftermath of the match, has said, has said as much as that. He said that, uh, you know, since Darren Moore's kind of took charge in the last couple of weeks and overseen training alongside Neil Cutler and Jimmy Shan, mm-hmm. that the players now know what they're doing, which uh, it sounds like an odd statement from a Premier League footballer. It's a ridiculous footballer, but, indictment, isn't it? But it also is, yeah, it's exactly that. It's it's so damning of Pardew, really, that... Uh, I mean, uh, on one hand, I suppose, you think, well... Should you kind of have a little bit more respect for your your previous manager? But then, at the same time, to show that much disdain also suggests that you know Pardew was almost just out of his depth. Actually, to that end, I mean, we should have a uh, since there's three people here today, we should have a uh, everything we love about Alan Pardew special. Since there's three Albion fans that can all uh, can all uh, handle it. So, so let's start now. All the things we love about Alan Pardew. He's not West Brom manager. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer here. Yeah, and, and it was ever thus. I, I, I take your point there, Kieran. That I think actually, there's another way of looking at the, at the, at the United game in terms of the lineup. That there was an, there's probably an opportunity to you know try Field Harper blah, blah blah. But what but what I would say is one positive thing that came from it is that um, if Chris Brunt is going to stay at the club, I think it's probably going to be in that uh, kind of um, Jonathan Green style quarterback role. And I think Brunt played well in that position. He played well with um, Livermore. Um, interestingly, in a four, but I think 
Um, I think that Rodriguez really made sense of, of the former midfielder kind of, brought, kind of came. But I do actually think there was one or two things that, that Moore has probably installed that actually might have some resonance next year. Um, Hagazi and Dawson play pretty well together. Um, I actually think it was actually Nyon seems seems to be a private, but I think more because of the point you made, Joe, about the kind of structure. But did you see anything there that that can t- that can be taken on to next season? Uh, I think well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the players themselves in a moment, but certainly in, in terms of the the uh, the attacking areas, I was impressed by Rodriguez yeah. a hell of a lot of uh, of what Albion did yesterday, and in, in in an attacking sense, came through him. Whether it was him starting attacks. Or ultimately finishing them, uh, Rondon's hold up play. People can overlook Rondon quite easily because of the lack of goals and and his finishing generally hasn't been very good this season. You know, he, he had a couple of headers on goal, but nothing really that was ever going to worry De Gea. No. But kind of you know, in between the centre circle and the penalty area, he actually did a lot of good work. Yeah, I like kind of bring. I, I do want to bring that crashing down a little bit. Rondon and I'll throw Hagazi into this as well. I, I'm not a big fan of players who have their biggest ga- days on games that you're probably not going to win. I mean, don't get me wrong, we did win this game, <laughs> but like Rondon is like a striker who's brilliant in games where we don't score. And uh, and Hagazi, I mean, Hagazi had a great game against United, but Hagazi was great against Liverpool. If we're, ne- if we're never going to have the ball and the job is just to line up on the on, on, across the 18 yard line, Hagazi's going to look like a good player. Sorry, I know I've moved on to Hagazi, but but you get the certain sort of player who look good in games where you've never got the ball. Rondon's one of them, <laughs> and I don't know. That, uh, to be honest, coming on to next season, I'm probably on preempting a conversation here. I don't think he's going to be of any. That's not going to be of any use. Just we're not going to play no. Man United next season. No, I, I take your point on that. And Rondon, let's be honest, Rondon, uh, especially against the teams we should be beating, and there have been a hell of a lot of them that have come to the Hawthorns this season and got a result. Rondon should have. Uh, what's he got? Nine goals this year. He, he should, probably should have had about seventeen. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen goals in all comps. Yes, I'll say uh, so. and you just think that the, the chances he's had. There was one. Oh, my memory's fading a little bit here. I'm trying to remember. There was one before Christmas when uh, I think it might have been Pardew's first game against Palace, and he missed an absolute sitter in the yeah. game where we battered them. Just, uh, and if and if that goes in, you win the game. He's just emphatically not a goal scorer. Um, it's yeah. a shame because you know he's. He got double figures the year before last, and then he got what was it seven or eight last year, and he chips in, but he's not—he's not your man that's going to get you. And you'd think—I mean—to look at it another way, the, the fact that he's performed well in such high-profile games probably makes him more saleable. I suppose pro- with his claws, he's probably very saleable anyway. Yeah, he's—he's uh, he's not your Berahino or Dunwingy out-and-out poacher. He's more of a Shane Long-level striker where he'll—he'll he'll chip in with eight to ten goals and do a lot of hard work, but ultimately he's. He's not your main man. So anyway, the uh, the, the comeback starts here. We'll uh, we, we look forward to uh, to returning every week on Woodman Corner, telling you about how we've won our most recent game and and uh, it's been a while. And, and how we how we chipping away. That is despite the fact that we are now. I check. Uh, we are 150 to one on to go down with Bet Victor, or a thousand to one on to, to sorry to stay. I don't know, you. mate. I think we've drifted. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very so, Even so, though we won, so we get to, let's get to the to the reason why we're here. So, so, we, so today we, we've all come, we've all been tasked with coming with our list of five players that the Albion absolutely must keep. Um, so, well, let's go for them. Uh, Kieran, go on, who's your five? My five are Ben Foster, uh, Jay Rodriguez, Sam Field, Chris Brunt, and Craig Dawson. Okay, and who've you got, Jay? Well, I've also gone with Ben Foster and Chris Brunt. I don't think you can overlook those. 
uh, and Jay Rodriguez, naturally. I'd also like to see Oli Burke stay. Uh, kind of, I suppose he'll be explainer shortly as to why. Uh, and Rondon, I've gone with Rondon as well. This is interesting. So, so there's only two players that are on all five on the list. I also have Rodriguez, so, so all of us have Rodriguez. I also have Foster, but I've gone with Dawson, Gibbs, and in the in a very controversial move, I've also gone with Livermore. Can't wait to hear your argument for Livermore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's there. Um, so that's it. That's it. Right, let's uh, should, should we first address the ones that we feel like must get Rodriguez. So we've all mentioned Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, why? Why do, so, so Rodriguez is obviously having a pretty decent um, time of it at the moment. You know, he's, he's averaging goal every other game for the last uh, the last what, thirteen or fourteen games. Mm. But uh, championship, why, why the confidence? I just think yeah, the last time he was in the championship, I don't think he's had too many years in the championship. Has he? he might have only had the one, and he and he hit twenty goals. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, as you've already touched there, he's in good form at the moment. He was comfortably Albion's best player yesterday. He was comfortably Albion's best player against Swansea. He seems to be relishing life under Darren Moore. And I think it's a measure of how much Albion need to hold on to him that there's a worry almost that someone will come sniffing around him mm-hmm. in the summer. Do you know what I mean? The fact that we'll have a battle on our hands yes. make, means that there's all the more reason to hold on to him. I think that's right. And he has, I mean, a lot of the other players that could be interesting. Uh, they have clauses in their contract, whereas as I understand it, he hasn't. Um, so it'd be an asset, it'd be a real asset, I think. It'd be, and it'd be nice actually to, for Albion to be able to kind of um, call the shots on it, really. What, what do you think here? I just think, I personally think he's been so unlucky not to play every game this year because yeah. he comes in, he plays well, and then he gets dropped. It's well, that one, that one, was it the Southampton one? Um, yeah. And uh, Liverpool as well after Liverpool. Yeah. In the cup, they got yeah. dropped again, so I just think. To be honest, I do think if he'd played Lionel that more, or at least played the number 10 role, we'd have picked up more points and we wouldn't have been so far with Jeff The only thing I can think that Pardew did well is he kicked off what the, the, the role that that um, Rodriguez played against United, which is this kind of uh, secondary striker that fills in midfield. And he's, I mean, anyone who listens to this podcast regularly will know, I'm obsessed by um, the amount of running that players get through in, the, in a game, and I think Rodriguez's stats must be kind of terrific to that end. Um, so the, th- the reason why, why Rodriguez is on my list and he's number one on my list is because he can play in so many positions I think I think we don't yeah. know where you know, we've got a new manager coming in so we don't know where we're going to go but if we were to play 4-3-3 he could play two or three roles in that we could play 4-2-3-1 he could play two or three roles in that he could play 4-4-2 he's a very 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 good player to play to put someone next to he's, he's, he's got you could put a big man or a small man next to him and he'd, he'd yeah. kind of do alright so I think he's a really dexterous player that um, realistically any new manager is going to come in He's probably going to want him. He's 27, 28, so he's, you know, prime of his career, you'd have thought. Yeah. He's kept fit, that was a big thing. We've all known about his injury problems, and I don't think he's had a significant injury this season. The only time he hasn't played was when he hasn't been selected. Another thing I'd say about him, I think this probably might come back to some of the other players on this list, is um, he's a good bloke as well. Uh, you know, yeah. he's, he's, and, you know, Albion, Albion's success in, over the last few decades have been built on the back of kind of decent human beings and I think he's one of the you know the ones that was recruited for being the right sort of a person you can see that on Sunday as well when Foster and Rodriguez were interviewed on Sky Sports after the game and uh, he was quizzed about you know all these kind of the racism row with Gauteng Bong and, and, and the, the outcome of it and that it's not been proven uh, and Foster was you know Foster immediately gave him a massive hug live on air and, and kind of you know bigged him up and talked about the personality that he is and how everyone um, loves him as well so you know he, he's, he's clearly a big personality in the dressing room as well. 
So, uh, so the other one that we've heard, briefly, Ben Foster. So I mean, I don't think it's any any massive surprise, but I mean, he's he's, come, he's at a certain point in his career. Uh, neither of you got any concerns about Foster for next season? No. He keeps himself in good shape, you know. He's cycling miles every. He's fit, yeah. He's How very fit. Cycle? I think he's. People go on about the world class save yesterday against Lukaku. Mm-hmm. But he's, how many times has he done that this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I know we've got defence in front of him and he's conceded goals, but we've, we've never been completely overrun this season. We've lost by one or two goals. Yeah. And that's because of him. No, he, he, it, was, it, was, it was an it was incredible goals. save. Yeah. yeah. Three saves he made in the first half as well. I probably. I probably owe Ben Foster an apology, not that I'd imagine he particularly cares, but when I think back to, I, was, I, was, I, had, I had very little time to name Albion's Player of the Year when, when, uh, when there was no one else in the office, so they have to ask me, and I named Chris Brunt, and realistically, Ben Foster is Albion's Player of the Year, I, I, I think if you kind of look across the board, Foster or Gibbs, but I'd say Foster is the kind of outstanding one. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting because Boas Miles out of contract yep. this, this summer, and with Foster, I think he's just turned 35. So, there is certainly a need to freshen the goalkeeper department I th- up. I the the right. competition has uh, been very comfortable for Foster, hasn't it? Yes, I think that's imperative, especially as, as he comes into the, the later period of his career. I think there's a lot of nodding in this room. There needs to be a, another plausible goalkeeper, someone who, uh, who um, can push Foster for his yeah. place. He's clearly very, very happy to be there, very content. He's all set up with his family in the Midlands. He's no, no interest in leaving. Um, he, he said as much last week, so... You know, I think yeah, he ticks a lot of boxes in that respect. Okay, so let's go through uh, Kieran's first. So next on your list is Sam Field, Sam who, Field. who neither of us name. Uh, why so much faith in Sam Field? Because when you see him play, he just seems in such control for a player that, you know, he's only just come out of the youth ranks, really, and he hasn't had much of a run in the team, but he always looks comfortable. And um, he's been more, for me, in terms of, you know, his minutes that he's played, he's been more impressive than Livermore, Jakob, Gareth Barry, Kokoviak maybe not as, but he's definitely stayed the claim to see that he should be starting mm-hmm. and he'd be more than comfortable in the Premier League, so if we're dropping to the Championship, we've got an ageing squad, he's actually one of the, the few young players that we've got that are of decent enough quality to start, we should be building around that and he should be the spine for the next few years going forward. So that makes sense, mm. with that in mind Joe, why isn't he on your list? Uh, do you know what, I thought to myself that Maybe I'll be wrong in thinking this, but I kind of just thought Sam Field might be a, a given next year. He'd be a first-team player. Uh, again, you know, it's his boyhood club. Uh, if he was handed the chance at Albion, the Championship for first-team football on a more regular basis, I don't think he would have any qualms about looking to leave or anything like that. So, I suppose that, yeah, I kind of thought, well, do you know what? You might actually be in the first-team setup next year, regardless. Yeah. The midfield's a bit of a worry because you think, well, there's got to be a decision made over Jakob. Barry as well. Krakowiak will go back, so immediately you're going to be seriously depleted in midfield. Yeah, I mean, I've got big hopes for field, but there is a slight caveat that I'd throw in there, which is that there's now been, and it's early days, but there's been three managers in a row who haven't really picked him. Well, that makes sense, but but, but he's struggling. If you you can't... not that I'd ever read anything into Alan Pardew if you want anything but yeah Pulis Pardew and now Moore is not getting the same which is a slight um, uh, red light and funny enough I think all clubs have a youth player that all fans think is brilliant but for some reason the the management don't Callum O'Hare is Villas at the moment you'd think from our reporters that Callum O'Hare rewrote the version version of football we have a new Maradona on our hands and yet he doesn't seem to play 
But, I mean, I, ho- I am hopeful for Phil. The reason why he's not on my list is because my list is drawn up in the what a fanciful world that Albion get promoted again next season. Now, then I don't actually think that's going to happen. But I think if they are, Phil's a gamble. We don't know what Phil's capable of. So, so he doesn't make. Uh, while I'm very hopeful for him, he doesn't make a list of mine, which I think are the most likely players that are going to get us up. And so let me throw in. Well, throw in one of mine at this point, since he's in the same position. So I am. I've got Livermore on there. I did agonise over this. What I think about Livermore is that he is capable. And I think, you know, under a new manager, I, I, don't, I don't think he's capable of a lot. <laughs> so, so he's not a good footballer or anything, but he, he, he can run the hard yards. He can, he can dominate um, opposition midfields. I thought, I mean, for example, the Man United, I thought he played really, really well next to Christmas. I'd go almost so far, so I think Livermore was potentially our best player. He was very good anyway. And I, and, I, and, and I think he's got everything to prove at Albion. But I think for two reasons. Firstly, that he's clearly got on tap potential. He plays in, he's in the England squad, for Christ's sake. But secondly, and most importantly, Albion's um, spine is going to be wildly depleted. And so I think we're hopeful of Keegan Foster. But I think um, I think Hagar's is going to is starting to be found out. I think Evans is going to go without question. Obviously, Krakowiak and Barry are going. Obviously... Um, Daniel Sturridge is going. Yeah, that that whole down the middle is going to change wildly, and I don't really like the idea of an entirely new back two and an entirely new middle midfield three. And I think Livermore is a, really the only one that offers the opportunity of kind of consistency. So there, there's my argument. Now tell so me why. So just, just, just on a side note, do you think you could go into next season with a midfield three of Field, Livermore, and Brunt? Does that work for you? Is there enough well, there? I'm not. No, do you I'm think not, he needs freshening up? Sure. No. Box to box midfield and needed. I'm not totally certain that. that I'm not totally certain that either Field or Bruds are a kind of are 46 game players in championship winning sides. Um, I think I mean, there's certainly a need replacements because I mean I th- I'd like to think Barry's going. Obviously, Kukovic's going. Probably Morrison's going. So they're going to need to m- bring new bodies in, and I think they need to bring some kind of uh, a bit more kind of box to box strength. Maybe mm. maybe a bit more guile. I'd be hopeful that kind of between Field and Brunt that you've got a um, you've got one. Yeah. full-time equivalent but no there ain't enough there and I, and I think Livermore is the most plausible player in our squad at the moment that could potentially play a 46 game championship season that could potentially be useful I think yeah, uh, yeah as we were saying before how dare you don't break it you two don't think Livermore should stay you, you, give me a view ok well no I mean um, I think you've also got to be very very wary as a club as a board and, and whoever and a new manager as well you can't just get rid of 25 players this summer Yes, you know, there needs to be a little bit of stability. It would be totally remiss of of the club to just have the clear out that everyone wants and get rid of every single player and then sign twenty five replacements. It doesn't work like that. Especially given the context. I mean, you obviously have the, the shortened uh, time frame of the World Cup and the and the um, and the yeah. shortened window. But we also have just sacked our technical director. We don't have a manager. Don't have a chairman. We've got loads of platinum clauses that are going to go anyway. Mm-hmm. So. so, so what, in what place are we in to recruit 20 new players? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it might be that Jake Livermore is a target of Premier League clubs. I think it, as you've already said, he's an England international. It might not be a kind of uh, a, an argument of, you know, whether we should get rid of him or not, because there might actually be some interest and, and you know, favourable offers that we need to seriously consider when it comes to someone like Livermore. Uh, so in that case, he, he's kind of down the middle as a, as a category. Livermore yeah. is... He's one I wouldn't be... I wouldn't have a problem with... With remaining at the club, 
Kieran Duda, you do That's... not think Jamie Moore. I was really political answer over it. Sorry. I just yeah, I wouldn't. It wouldn't break my heart if he left. If we're being honest, I think he would leave for decent money, you know. Yeah, and you get your I money know, back. You spend on him. And you put your Man United game aside. He hasn't. No. You know, he hasn't performed consistently. No. So you're going about no. this consistency that you need in the Championship. He hasn't shown that. He play, he'll play well for two, three games and then he's gone missing for a month the following month. Wait a minute, i tell you, this stat's consistent. He's played 30 games, he scored none. <laughs> <laughs> and he's had one he showed that when He showed that when he went in on goal against uh, United as well, didn't he? And he, yeah. he just never had any He never had any conviction. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got a, I th- I think you've got a point. That, that, that my, my thinking is, it's a new management team and this is a player who has performed well in the past. Yeah, get, again, he gets things up, but it remains to be seen. So we come next to, so, so yeah, so Chris Brunt isn't on my list, he's on your list, Kieran, go on, why yeah. is he on your list? Just, <laughs> the, the left foot, it's just irreplaceable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not just that as well, it's the diversity, you can play left back, which, to be honest, Gibbs, I'd say we need to keep, but realistically he's got, and yeah. Brunt can play there, which he has done for Northern Ireland, and he did for us for how long? We didn't have a left back for, what was it, six seasons? He played, played left back under... And he can play in that centre as well if we need someone. Because obviously, like you said, Field is inexperienced, so we are putting a lot of eggs in one basket with him. But I just think his diversity, his love for the club as well, which is obviously it's proven popular with Darren Moore because he's obviously got that relationship with the club and it's had an impact on since he's come in. And it comes back to that point I made before, he's a good human being, so it's what yeah, our should be about. And we go on about this spine. Yeah. You know, there's no one that's been there longer than Chris Brunt. Yeah, so that's that, another way of carrying on. I think you make really good points. To be honest, it's almost for political reasons. Here's me who just named him Player of the Year. I didn't put him on my mind. <laughs> but it's almost for political reasons. The thing I'd say about Brunt is he's 34 and he doesn't have, and I would say he doesn't have a position. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. The left back thing, you make an interesting point because he has played left back well. And I mean, you're going to score 10 goals off his corners that season if he plays left back yeah. every season, every every week. Um, I haven't seen him playing. I've had this conversation before. But I haven't seen him have enough good games at central midfield to be comfortable that he'd play there for. I'm games. not convinced he can play midfield, central midfield as a two. So where would you play him? Um, in a three. Yeah, yeah, in a three on the left side of a three. Yeah, I think. And then it's up to you whether you play a kind of diamond with you know like someone in the hole with two strikers, mm-hmm. or whether you play two wide players and, and, a, and a single striker. Was he on your list? Brunt, yeah. He was on your list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Gibbs is on my list, and and and, and I think that's an issue. I, I certainly think. So I don't think Albion can, can spend their summer recruiting three or four fullbacks. Um, so I certainly think if Gibbs goes, that changes the uh, the the outlook for for Brunt. Because I mean, you got like I say, we're going to have to replace our spine. We don't need to be spending too much time on the wide on wide players as well. Uh, so your final one then is Craig Dawson. Yeah, well, Craig Dawson's on my list as well. Uh, go on, why Craig Dawson? Similar reason, really. It's the fact that he can play fullback, and how well he's played at centre half with Fagazi, which at the at this moment in time looks like our most realistic starting to next season. You say so, through gritted teeth. <laughs> and I just I don't see the fascination with Fagazi, but that's a different day. <laughs> and um, it's not that it's consistent. I think historically we have got an issue with recruiting fullbacks for some reason. And centre halves. Well, yeah, and centre halves, but. I think the few and far between, between now and anyway, I don't think there are many fullbacks are that are of genuine genuine quality. They're normally centre halves that have ended up having to play there. So yeah, and Dawson's already gone through that, and he's he's obviously successful there. And if, he will have. I think there'll be a lot of suitors. Yeah. After his signature in the summer, just because of how consistent yeah. he is. Where do you see Dawson playing next year? 
at this moment in time, I think he'll play centre half with Neam on the right. Yeah, well, which, that, so that's the same for me. So Dawson's on my list, and, and he's on the list for, for a reason I keep coming back to about the spine. So, I mean, for me, again, championship chasing side, getting forward, it's going to be totally different. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to, but I don't think Craig Dawson should be playing right back in that kind of an environment. No. You want overlapping fullbacks, not so. But also because at this point, maybe before about we haven't really got a functioning centre off for next <laughs> season at the minute. Um, I think Hagaz is an arguable an arguable point, but but Dawson for me is our best starting centre off. There's a caveat: I don't think he will stay. I think any player of ours that's about to lose fifty percent of their um, wages and have a, and has a clause to release that's almost certainly below market value, uh, is going to go. I really hope he doesn't, but Dawson is on my list to stay. He's not on yours? Uh, yeah, I, only because I've run out of players. <laughs> I would actually have Dawson stay without, without a shadow of a doubt. I, yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't argue against that. Um, he's, he's of a good age, but like you say, you're going to have Burnley come knocking again probably. Yeah. Promoted sides. I think they'll be knocking for Rodriguez as well. Yeah, I, I think mean, that makes sense. I'll be very Wouldn't surprised. That be a hammer blow? When I met Rodriguez, his agent for, for this podcast a while ago, he said that when Albion signed Rodriguez, there was ten clubs in um, ten suitors through at the time, including a lot of Premier League teams and including a lot of Premier League teams that were higher than Albion. Um, I said I don't think Rodriguez has harmed that, and I think uh, Dawson has. But I think if you look this season, I mean the game. How turgid was Alan Pardew? But when Dawson came back from injury, when Pardew was there, you saw it, he calmed the defence down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, he's someone we could do, we could do keep. So we've gone through your list, Kieran. Mm. Well, who else you got? Oh, so you have. Mm. I mix it up a bit. I mix it up a bit. Out there characters. I mix it. So, uh, so Burke. Why is Ollie Burke? I I think Ollie Burke desperately needs a second season at Albion. Uh, it it's quite clear that he's. Hasn't been worth the fifteen million that Albion spent. That's that's just obvious. I think he started twice yeah. in the league uh, to date, and I think he's shown flashes and nothing more. It, he's been part of an under twenty three side for most of the season that's underperformed as much as the first team have. Uh, it's also really, really important, I think, at this point to remember how young he is. He's still twenty, I think. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know he's as old as Field and the like. I think Burke he's already done it in the championship as well he's already proven that he's a very very good player at that, at that level he's quick he could play I think he could play centrally as well as on the wing and while I don't think we're going to have too many problems holding on to him I kind of included him just because I, I think it's worth uh, spotlighting him so, for a campaign uh, in the championship so I, I think I think he'd be a, a pretty really decent player if he had a run of games if next season started tomorrow and we had all the same players would you be picking Matt Phillips or Ollie Burke uh, I think I'd go Burke to be honest I, I'm really 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 disappointed in Phillips this season he was hot and cold last year uh, mostly hot especially when he was fit there were a few weeks in, in the back end of the season where he got injured and uh, and then he and then he struggled to, to regain that because he was on fire the midway through the season and he, he kept us up there with his goals and assists this season he's been just a shadow of that and I know people talk about him being a confidence player and when he's in full flow and when he believes in himself then he's brilliant but he hasn't done that at all this season yeah. I don't think you still was, your wages don't you whether you're confident or not yeah uh, he, he, well yeah uh, he was anonymous I thought at Old Trafford uh, just defensive work I suppose with, with Neam on the right but compare that to McLean who actually got forward put a few decent balls in the box uh, you know, wanted the ball Phillips just he's always so hesitant to take his man on mm. there were so many times where I thought right take Ashley Young on take it to the byline he just I don't know he's uh, it sounds, it sounds funny again I think he'd be an okay player in the championship again but 
I'm not. I'm not sure they've found. I think he's found his position yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's so, Burke or uh, Phillips. Uh, uh, Phillips. Oh right. Um, so I, I, I sense uh, Burke isn't high on your list of, of, of favourite players, Kieran. No, I'd, he will be eventually. I think with his pace, but I, you can tell that he hasn't been playing regularly because his decision making at times. Yeah, no, I take point. And that's the worry. I think. Say if you started him ahead of Phillips. Phillips may be not playing well and he does shirk out of a lot of challenges which is quite annoying to see yeah, as well. Yeah, a bit half-hearted. But he's always in the position that he's cutting a pass off whereas Burke could be seen he could be completely lost. Yeah, yes, because yeah. of what he, he doesn't think about what could happen in the next phase. All he's thinking about is running to the byline, crossing it and then he's gone. The full-back's on his own. He's got two midfielders running at him and Burke's nowhere to be seen. So. No I suppose you make the case. Burke, Burke's entire role at Albion so far has been in desperately trying to yeah. get someone to notice him, I guess. I think, obviously, the only way to improve that is to play him. Yeah, but I, I think you get a little bit more freedom in the Championship as well. Yeah. You're going to be West Brom. Yeah. You've, got to, you've got to think, like Sunderland, it doesn't matter whether you're in the bottom three. Sunderland is still one of the big fishes in that league. And while the season's gone on, more teams have decided actually we're just going to attack them. We're going to be, yeah. and and their squads clearly all over the place. I do think West Brom, in in the championship, are going to be a team where people are going to come and set up. You know, Burke has never played in one Albion game ever where the other opposition was happy to concede possession to the Albion. Exactly, and and that's probably going to happen next season. Now I think, that's, I think it's an interesting. What I would say is, I, th- I think it's interesting. That certain things go out without comment. Like the under 23s game of the day that they lost five one to Brighton. For me, that's a really damning thing. Yeah, you know, we've got here. We are thinking, you know, hoping that you know Burke and Sanfield and the likes are going to um, come into the squad and improve next year. And meanwhile, we're losing five one. Well, they, it, it, yeah, there was a lot I mean, of first team players there was a lot of first team yeah, players. Was playing, I mean, yeah. well, I don't know what that says about Ali Gabir, for example, who played, and yeah. you, know, you, you, you wonder where he is uh, as regards to first team. Harper, Lico played, Field played, Burke played. Uh, I know they're in a bit of transition at the moment. I know Jimmy Shan's kind of. You know he's he's kind of working with the first team at the moment, isn't he? So uh, they're a bit in limbo at the moment. It, as I've already touched on this podcast, they've they've been as poor as the first team, haven't they, in terms of results for mm-hmm. for however long, the last year or more. So yeah, you kind of take it with a pinch of salt, but that result particularly stood out, didn't it, in a negative yeah. sense. So uh, so also on your list that's not anyone else is, is Rondon. Big Sal, yeah. I, I'd like to see Rondon stay. Uh, whether he does again is a, is a totally different matter we've obviously established that he's one of the players that's got a, a release clause uh, for the summer so Albion will be looking to take almost 17 million quid for Rondo that's what they're going to need to pay yeah. shooters which is a good few million more than what they paid for him uh, it will have been three seasons ago so I, I think uh, I think with Rodriguez as well say you kept Rondo and Rodriguez I think They've got a pretty good relationship, you know, on the pitch, and they they seem to work well in tandem. They're not scoring as many goals. They're obviously comfortably the top two scorers for Albion this season. They've got about twenty goals or something between them this season. Yeah. And you look back at the Albion teams that have been promoted in the last few years, and those Championship teams have scored a hundred goals nearly. Yeah. The Mowbray's teams, you know, you had Miller, Bednar, Phillips, Corran. Gira, they all got double figures in the same season. So, what do you think? I mean, he's in your he's in your te- he's in your list of being your team. How many goals did Rondon had scored in a forty-six game championship season? I think, he, I mean, it's impossible to tell, isn't it? He could get eight, he could get twenty. I don't know. Okay, none <laughs> or none. Yeah, um, I, I think, I think he would be one of the better strikers in that division. He's still an international footballer. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of who 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 would come in for him. 
Would there be oh, Premier League teams? I think that's China, China and China, especially is, is he going to move to China though? Is he going to uproot his? Is he going to want to uproot no, his family? He's in Venezuela and... living in West Bromwich. I know, I know but China. Premier League's Premier League. China's, just, you know, what? What's I, in China? I think Everton. Other than money, yeah, I, no, I think there'll be some because, especially when the, especially they suggested the West Ham. I think Rondon maybe as a, as a potential team that could. They could look at him, but the reason why I don't want Ronda is the same reason why I'd imagine there might be a bit of interest in him, which is that he's he's a as a specialist in teams that don't see a lot of the ball. You know, he, he does hold the ball up well. He has really good games against. Um, his best games are actually where he's occupying two or three defenders. It's nothing to do with scoring or a little bit to do with holding up the ball and so on. Which is why, I, why I don't really want him in the team next year. I think I think I think I'm happy with Rodriguez, but I think in a team that's looking to score. 80 or 90 goals and so on to get up I just don't think he offers enough so this season he has he scored 6 he's assisted 3 um, you I'm, look at, all I would say is you look at the look at the teams at the top end of the uh, the championship now uh, Wolves have got Bonatini mm-hmm. Cardiff have got Zahor you can't tell me Rondon's not as bad as them as regards to that striker if you've got players around the squad that are going to contribute goals like Wolves have and Cardiff have uh, Cardiff haven't blown teams away but they've done the business Villa have had Adoma and Snodgrass that have scored goals but Hogan, you know, Hogan hasn't so yeah but what, know, I, what I think is yeah, if you are going to have a front two in a team that's going to get a lot of the ball which again if you're going to get promoted you are I don't think you've got that right balance there. I think I think you need someone with really sort of cutting pace or something. I th- oh, don't get me wrong. I think we need that. It's another. It's one of a number of departments that need to freshen up this season. Mm-hmm. Um, whether Robson Carno is still there remains to be seen. But you know, I look at Blues for example. Um, they haven't had him because he's been injured. But Isaac Vassell is absolutely searing pace, mm-hmm. and that's something that we desperately, desperately need. We just haven't had that for however many seasons. Yeah. We need someone that's going to be able to go and play in behind, and you know, just a poacher. I don't know how many of them are about, and how many of them are available for transfer. But yeah, that's one of a number of uh, positions we need to strengthen. So, Kieran, do you have strong views on Rondon next season? See, the thing is, if I do love him, he's a great player to watch in terms of helping the team. It's mm-hmm. just the, the chances he's missing. It doesn't matter what league you're in. If you're missing them. You're missing them in the championship, aren't you? But I'm starting to think now it's just not going to happen for him at Albion because he, yeah. it's not like he's playing badly. He's just not finishing, and it might be just one of them cases where you go to a club and it doesn't work for you. Hmm. Um, and then on the flip side as well, he's our most realistic chance of getting some proper money into rebuild because the rebuild job's phenomenal. I mean, if Albion gets sixteen an offer of sixteen million this summer, take it, without question, he's off. That's okay. it. Uh, it's whether teams raked him at £16 million worth based on what they've seen he's got I think you were talking about Rodriguez being in good form I think he's got something like 1 in 3 for the, the last 20 games Rondon it's not disastrous for a team at the bottom of the league and he's not even the club's top scorer I, I, I do think I don't think they're going to struggle to get £16 million from them. I, do, I, I don't see him being there next season which leads me to, to, to my final choice I've started to think Kieran Gibbs is going to be there next season I, it, Gibbs hasn't got the, the pleasing thing about Kieran Gibbs is he's starting to play worse once <laughs> <laughs> we worry about Rodriguez, isn't it? It's every week Rodriguez scores. You think, oh yeah. God, there's another well, team that are going to be interested. Gibbs, to his credit, he's, he's, he's not helping his own case because he's, not, he's actually had his worst spell really as Albion have picked up of late. Um, I, 
on the basis he could stay, I would definitely keep Kieran Gibbs for the reasons that I've outlined before, which is you know that, that, that we need a lot of changing through the middle, and actually Kieran Gibbs would be the best left back in the championship. And if you're going to go up, you need kind of best players in that, that in that position. Oh, he's certainly fit enough to play 50 games, for example, throughout the course of a season. If he was to keep right himself fit, again. right age, uh, a point to prove. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, you're part of a West Brom team that you've left Arsenal for to get your career going again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it hasn't worked out. He's won. He's been part of two winning teams this season in the league. One of them was on Sunday. He's won twice of what? His thirty games. I mean, come on. It's depressing, that. isn't it? Yeah. And like you say, I'll take your point. He hasn't actually been one of the worst players in the side. He, he's been. I, I would say indifferent. I think because there are. Tardis and Gibson yeah, our best outfield player. This really. What many else is that? I wouldn't say he's tore up trees, but. He hasn't done anything that stands out that's poor, like Agassiz. I think, I think, yeah, to be honest, I'm struggling really in terms of because even Rodriguez went about 12 games without a goal, didn't he? And at the back end of Pulis's reign, yeah, and, and it and it it's, know, it's only. I guess Rodriguez is the other option. So, so, so I think to sum up, what's probably interesting now is to look through the players that none of us have named. So, yes. So the first one that joined is Gareth Barry. I mean, how how long would your list? Have well, I was going to obviously I've just made a kind of note here of players that are out of contract. And then you can kind of decide, I suppose, who would get a new deal. So Barry being one of them, he's obviously got that twelve-month yeah. option. Or, you know, I can't see him triggering that. Well, I hope not. But uh, I can't. I can't see why he'd want to do that to himself. Yeah. Or whether you know the club would want to do that to him. Uh, Gareth McCauley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, 30, 39 in December. Gareth McCauley. Yeah. No, I think Gareth McCauley's on his day, isn't it? Uh, Boas Myhill. Yep. He can go. Uh, and then you've got James Morrison, who has, I don't think kicked the ball since September, and uh, he's really struggling at this point to get a new deal. Uh, and he was to take another wage cut. And, I think that's one. What, so, so, uh, and then Jakob, I think we probably all would. Jakob's, uh, Jakob's got a twelve-month option. Um, I would give Jakob a twelve-month option. Most Albion fans would. And most Albion fans would offer Morrison another deal, but since none of us would. personally, I just think Morrison. Um, Morrison earns a lot of money, even even if he takes a. Um, it's going to be a substantial wage cut. It's going to yeah. be what he's going to be. He's going to probably find himself on. I don't know. 30, 35 grand a week next year. Oh well, no. But on the basis of going out of contract, I mean, I wouldn't want him to renew him for anything like that much, really. I just think he's not. Because no. I mean, that's the price for an absolute top performing championship between them. We just don't know now because he's been injured so much. I'm not sure about Jakob. I emphatically would not keep. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I don't even dislike Jakob. I just think I've talked about it before. Feel like Lumbu, his time's up. I, I, I just think we, with Jakob, I've talked about Lumbu's time before. wasn't up. though, that's the thing. Yeah, let's get him back. Jakob should have gone with Lumbu went, and we should have kept Lumbu. Oh, wow, that's controversial. I'm, t- I'm telling you, he's just not. He's not as good as everyone makes out. I've talked about it before. Jakob can only play in one formation. Yeah. He can, he can only play anchoring a midfield that has enough bodies in the midfield to do the running for him. And, Jakob, um, it's not a coincidence. Jakob's best season at Albion was with a fellow anchor in Malone, yeah. who was able to get forward more with a number ten behind a striker. Yeah. With, with two midfielders sitting, when it's him with two midfielders in front of him, and Albion get caught out, then, for example, Livermore and. Kovac in yeah. front of him we all thought that would work but when Jakob you've just got Jakob who doesn't go more than five <laughs> yards anyway yeah. he's like a king in chess he's just the other thing is do you remember when he first came and he never gave the ball away that, what happened with that I know <laughs> that earth time, fire song would have been glorious wouldn't it yeah but that's, that, that is the issue with him because if it, basically if he wasn't playing his job wouldn't be necessary because he's the always the one that gives the ball <laughs> so it's 
Okay, okay. I just so don't we're, see we're the torn point on that. You see, I would give. I, I, to be honest, if the deal was right for Albion, I'd probably give Morris another year. But I, I would just on. for the gamble because if he is still what he was, he yeah, still, he would, he uh, still be. A, that's a, how Morrison are doing a lot money, even at fifty percent wins now. I, 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 I'm struggling to see Morrison. where Morrison, like Brunt, I'm, I'm struggling to see where Morrison gets another Premier League move. So. Yeah, you know, it, um, yeah, it might be a Scotland. Unless, unless, it, unless it was, uh, yeah, unless it was, you know, Celtic. Probably be Scotland. I'd say. Right. Uh, there's some other players we haven't named. We haven't named well, Alan Nyan. Yeah, there's. A, I think there's a group of uh, fringe players here where I, I think I don't know where I don't know what the fu- the future's like for them because a lot of them haven't had as many minutes as they'd have liked this season. Yeah. So, so the the the, uh, the players in question are Alan Neal, James McLean, and Hal Robson Carney. So, they're three players right there that you've got to actually make a decision on. Well, the, my decision on Hal Robson Carney is very <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, McLean, I can see McLean being a pretty handy championship player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, um, you know, is he going to start ahead of Burke or whoever else next season? In an ideal situation where everyone's fit and. Say Burke a few games in, he's up and running and he's impressing. Uh, is he going to get in the squad ahead of Phillips? The McLean and Burke thing is a bit similar to what I was saying before about Field and Livermore. It's a bit clearer what you're going to get from McLean. Like, like, like Burke, yeah, yeah, Burke could set the championship alive, but probably won't. McLean, you know, McLean, what you're going to get. I think you're going to get a lot of that, a lot of legwork. I think the future's yeah. more clear on McLean than Phillips, probably in terms of you know yeah. what you're going to get from the championship. They've both got championship experience. Yeah. So they both know what it's about. Um, My concern with McLean are being in games where you're going to see a lot of the ball, he's going to waste a lot of the ball. Mm. That that that'd be my principle. I do think we need another, a new right back. Yeah, we can't play Dawson at right back as you've already touched on for fifty games, and I think Alan Neon over two over two seasons <clears throat> has, has played some really really decent games, but there have also been times where he's had an absolute nightmare. Championship, championship level is an acceptable. Um, like a uh, squad player that can play left or right back when someone's injured but yeah I think I think we're going to set again I'd like to think we need a Kieran Gibbs style yeah we're going to see a lot of the ball someone who knows how to use it uh, I think it'd be, no it'd be good so it's I inter- another name so, so yeah there's the, another name I'll throw in there I don't think any of us would keep Hull Robson kind of uh, is Higazi who I think uh, so I think we've established many uh, Kieran have our issues with Higazi where are you at? oh yeah well I mean I'm not exactly he's number one fan but I recognise that he's played a number of decent matches this season. He's been, particularly in the early part of the season, just before it got really, really bad. He was playing really, he was playing really quite well, and uh, I think the first two games, as we've already touched on, he's been part of a, a, a central defensive pairing with uh, Craig Dawson that have seen out three wins out of the four that Albion have managed this season, and they've all been uh, married with clean sheets. So that certainly seems to be the way forward. No, I'd agree. That I'd keep a guard for the reason that you've got, in terms of there isn't a way forward than that. You've got Dawson if you you can keep him and someone that you've kind of recruited. And I think as Kieran alluded to earlier on, our history is absolutely. It really does prove the point. God, can we not recruit centre half? I mean, the amount if, if you really went over it over time, the amount of, of false dawns we've had when it comes to centre halves. Yeah, oh yeah. And and, and yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember Leon Barnett was going to be the new yeah. Curtis Davis. Do you remember? Loads, Donk, uh, Tamas, 
Shelton Martis. Shelton Martis, yeah. yeah. We, we just end the, and it, it's, I mean, Jonas Olsen, <laughs> Abdullah Maytag, Jonas Olsen must have got through about 25 different partners. That but that's, and I mean, that's the thing, I mean, Macaulay is the face of this, really, because I mean, they, they knew what was happening with Macaulay. We recruited him when he was about 31, 32. They, they knew that at a certain period of time to, to get his, uh, his replacement, and yet they never actually managed That him. was a measure of Dan Ashworth's ability to spot yeah. a player as well, I think, as much yeah. as anything. So I, 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 that's the other thing I suppose we could kind of finish on is, is the um, the recruitment going forward. What what does it mean with uh, I think be Giuliano Terranio involved at the club? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I, 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 what, what do you think, Kieran? Does that fill you with hope? I just I think we'll be looking at the continent a lot more. Yeah, I just I see a lot of players coming from. Oh, there, are players out, there are players out there. We've seen it already. There's already players. There's already clubs in the championship. Wolves being. So we're talking Wolves, a Wolves yeah. model, here. but well, I can see them trying to replicate that. Yeah, I just don't see it being as successful. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at. I said uh, kidnap George. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, we'll just uh, or bring in you know Kia Jarabkin or someone. Um, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of maybe a Brentford or someone like that. You know, yeah, plenty of players from the continent who kind of go under the radar and not many people really know much about them, and yet they're put together and. They managed to make it work. And That's Brentford have lost players as well. They've sold players for big money. I've got to say, heavily reliant on our recruitment system, though, isn't it? It, it, is, I mean, it, it is. It is. And yet. Watford are the same in the Premier League. They're just, you know. Yeah. I'm fairly incredulous at the, at the recruitment, to be honest. I, I, the, I mean, I, I don't know, I hope it pans out, but I, if you look at my list, it's very much along the lines of. Um, What's the what's the most likely thing to happen? What's 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 the most likely um, success? The most likely thing is that Rodriguez will be decent in Dawson and so on. Not sure about Fields, so he's not on the list. He they, they, sacking Hammond and bringing this guy in is a gamble, and it's an interesting time for a gamble. Particularly when I say hang on, Hammond is if Hammond has a role, it's recruiting for a Championship club. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting one. time. I'm 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 surprised, but I, so it must come from a place where there's no faith in Hammond. So that's fair enough. It's um, interesting though when the, when the announcement was made that Terranio is going to have an six, initial six month deal. Yeah. So it's almost like you know you're thinking he's overseeing something, but he's not. We're going to have a massive turnover in that period, yeah. I guess. Or, or uh, you know what happens and then, then they're going to base away? it in the two months, first does, two months does, of the season. It's does he walk away September October time with job done, or you know are we going to be left in a mess? It seems short term again. He's got a hell of a lot of experience. It's like they're not he's learning. Some from serious the serious experience and pedigree around Europe with. He signed Ronaldo for Inter Milan and yeah. brought Van Persie to Fenerbahce. I mean, he, you know, he's, I am massively he's concerned overseen some incredible that. deals. But uh, I mean, you never know unless unless you're on the inside of the club. But it does strike me we aren't in fighting weight to make what are probably going to be you know 15 outgoing and 15 ingoing transfers that are likely to happen. You know, a lot of these that are out of, outside of our control. Again, it's a gamble for me. It's a gamble that I'm kind of surprised they're taking because I would have thought, sort of thought if, if Hammond was going to go, they probably would have gone on Goodman, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, I, I don't hold out, do, you know, despite the, the nature of this, a massive amount of hope for this. What I keep talking about Albion as a it's going to be a turnover of twenty eight players yeah. or more. Well, I keep talking about Albion as, as the target being promotion. But to be honest, at this point, I think it would almost be a success to be mid table. Yeah, I'd say stabilise next year. A season of being Ipswich Town or something like that, you know. Yeah. I won't go that far. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, mean, I do Nicky. think... <laughs> I, 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 think I, think, I think I keep saying... I think I keep, keep saying for Albion uh, next season, see Hull this season. I, just of like, I keep thinking for Albion next season, see Sunderland this season. I do think Ipswich probably would be, wouldn't be the worst thing really, yeah. you know, just to kind of stay out of it. 
Uh, well, it's going to be interesting. Thank you, everyone, for for, for joining us uh, this week. And uh, and we, uh, on behalf of all of us, we're glad that you finally got to see a win. Imagine that when Alan Pardew left. Um, <laughs> but thanks for joining. Uh, and please uh, join us again next week for the next Woodman Corner.